Hello, this is Frank. And this is Bobby. And you're listening to the audio portion of our TV program, An Overcoming Life. This is a program of anointed teaching and overcoming testimonies. If you want to be blessed, then keep listening to this program once a week. Please let us know if you were inspired by the program. Our address is P.O. Box 53, Tallahassee, 32302. And our email is intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. Welcome, friends, to today's program. Got a special treat for you today. Yes, Isaac is back. And I know how much you enjoy Isaac and what a blessing he is to so many of you. So I'm going to just turn it over to him and let him have his liberty. Isaac, thank you for coming back and sharing with us. Thank you for allowing me to. It's always a privilege to be here on the broadcast. You just take your liberty. Tell us about uh, your last trip. When did you go out and what happened? Well, I left towards the end of uh, uh, early 20s of August and got back this past week. And we saw the Lord do incredible uh, wonders. Praise God. Um, We saw about 200 souls. That's a low estimate. uh, Come and surrender their lives to the Lord and give their life to Jesus. And uh, we saw many backsliders who had grown lukewarm in their walk with the Lord come back and receive fresh fire and surrender their life all uh, anew to the Lord. We saw many wonderful healings and miracles, demons come out of people, and it was just a tremendous, tremendous trip. And so um, I- I'll start out sharing about a village. Now, this was a different trip in um as usual, when I go to uh, Kenya or Tanzania or in Africa, we have outdoor meetings. But because of COVID restrictions, we were not able to do so. So trying to comply with the, um, you know, with the government restrictions, we uh, used um churches and different buildings that were uh, built in the villages where they allowed us to have our meetings and uh crowded in there (laughs) (laughs) which didn't make a lot of sense but we were trying to be good uh good abiding um citizens yeah so so uh we we made it work the best that we could and the lord did not discriminate he doesn't care if you have the meeting outside or inside but wherever there's faith He shows up in his glory. So we were in one uh, church in a village and uh, the people had crowded inside and a woman was walking by the church with much difficulty because she had a, a crippled foot and could barely walk on it and was in very much pain and said she had been for 11 years. But as she walked by the meeting, The Lord spoke to her and said, if you'll go in that church and hear the preacher, I'll heal your foot. She heard the voice of the Lord. So she obeyed and came into the the meeting. And uh, as after I preached, I called for the sick and the Lord healed that woman's foot completely. All the pain left. The Lord straightened it out and she began to walk normal and testify. Uh, many of the people in there knew her because they lived in the same uh, area. And it was just a wonderful testimony. And in that service, the Lord probably healed 20 or 25 people supernaturally. I mean, 
Everybody was getting healed. It was getting prayed for. Wonderful uh, healings and miracles taking place. And um, so uh, another wonderful testimony that I remembered is a woman had a blind eye. Her right eye was blind, had been for years. She had an operation and it didn't do her any good. She was still completely blind. And so as I have in the past, I first prayed for her eye to be open. And as I've experienced in the past, nothing happened. She was just as blind. But the Lord brought back to my remembrance uh, experiences i had had before. And he said, command the spirit of blindness to come out of her eye. And so I did so in the name of Jesus. And when I did that, she said, I can see. And she began to see clearly out of that eye for the first time in years. And so the amazing thing also was, and I didn't know about this until uh, two or three days afterwards, but a, a man of God that was in that meeting came to another village where he heard that we were, and he shared the testimony of a, of a man that had been standing behind the woman who the Lord opened her eye, and he was a very asthmatic and had a very hard time even making it through the service because his breathing was so difficult. Mm -hmm. And he was also in pain in different parts of his body. And me being an American and having never talked to an American, he was too um, shy or whatever might have been the case to come and talk to me and tell me his needs. Mm -hmm. But as he stood behind that woman, when her eye was open, the power of God came on him and he was completely healed of his asthma and all of the pain left his body. And so two days after that, that meeting, they had another meeting at the church. He came and he testified that ever since that service, he'd been completely healed, had no problem with asthma, no problem uh, breathing, no problem with pain. So I guess it was four days after when the, when the man came that was in that meeting uh, to a, another service I was preaching in. Stood up and testified and shared what had happened. So many times miracles happen that unless something like, you know, uh, that happens where somebody comes and tells us we don't even know. But the Lord is healing, delivering, setting the people free. And that's what he does. He heals. Jesus is a healer. He's a deliverer. Praise God. He's a savior. And he says only believe, mm -hmm. have faith in God. All things are possible if you can believe. And that's the thing that we must do. Simple faith in the Lord, trust in his promises. Um, one of the most wonderful miracles uh, that I've ever experienced was on this trip. And um, one time years ago, I prayed for a woman who was deaf in one ear and the Lord opened her Ear, she was near 80 years old and heard out of that ear for the first time. But other than that, um, there was on this trip a young man who had been born deaf, not in one ear, but in both ears he had never heard before. 
He went to uh, a special school. He uh, had a, 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 a man that did sign language there in the service with him. I think someone that was related to him that had learned so he could help him. And uh, so to everyone's amazement, this young man, about 18 years old, after a simple prayer and commanding the spirits of deafness to leave him, his ears were open and he could hear. It was such a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. Oh, and of course, he'll have to go through uh, some special training and learn all the vocabulary as we have since we were young. You know, there's so much that we take for granted, uh, you know, that people uh, have to... <clears throat> have to learn, you know, and so like starting over, like starting over, but it was just such a beautiful miracle. And so uh, he was so happy and everyone who knew him was just ecstatic. They were just overflowing with the joy of the Lord. And so in this same service, I preached against sin and called the people to uh, come to repentance and said that Jesus Christ is coming soon and that we must be born again. We must uh, go on to live holy lives. And and so the altar filled up with about in that service, about 30 souls repenting. Now, when I when they come, I, I get them to kneel before the Lord, to kneel before their maker and to be very specific in confessing their sins as many uh, details as possible. I say go through everything in your remembrance of your whole life and try to remember every sinful thing you've done and confess it. I believe it's so powerful. I've seen the fruit of it. And so as they were doing that, one young lady, probably near 30 years old, began to manifest a demon. I was just going to ask you if there was any of that type of activity oh, it was there. It was incredible, but it worked for that the here. glory of God. And yeah. she began to swing her arms and began to blaspheme God and say many horrible, that demon rather yeah. did. Yeah. And she cleared the altar. They all saw her and were terrified and took out, uh, took off out of the side door. And um, so I laid hands on her as did another pastor and she fell under the power on the altar and began to vomit the most terrible ungodly substance out of her mouth. And she was totally set free. The people that went out the side door came in the back door to witness her deliverance. And uh, she got up after she was set free and her whole countenance had changed and she was smiling from ear to ear and the Lord had filled her with his joy and his peace. It was just such a dramatic, wonderful thing. But the fear of the Lord fell on the whole congregation because many of them had never seen anything like that in their life. And so uh, I explained what was happening. I explained that uh the the uh, danger of sin and the importance of keeping sin, which opens doors to such spirits to come into people's lives, to keep sin out of their life. And so they came and they began where they left off and got back at the altar and began to confess their sins and cry to the Lord. And the Lord came and met them marvelously and saved them and set them free. It was such a, a beautiful, beautiful service and a true New Testament uh, 
continuation of the book of Acts. Amen. And so then many others were healed. As a matter of fact, a young girl had uh, very thick glasses. These glasses as thick as they are, look thin compared to hers, and she had to wear them all the time. Coke bottles. Yeah, very bottles. thick. And so, um, so I told her to take the glasses off, which then she really couldn't see. And uh, so I laid hands on her. I have a picture of it. I laid hands on her eyes, and I command her eyes to be cleared, commanded every spirit of dimness to leave her eyes. And then I got a, a Bible with small print, a Swahili Bible, and in front of everybody, there, this girl began to read the small print out of the Bible. She could see it so clearly without any aid, without any glasses. The Lord had cleared her vision, praise God. It was just so beautiful. I hate to interrupt you, but I know that there's people out there that is wondering this, so I'm going to just throw it in and let you give a quick answer. Yes, ma'am. What can we do here in the United States to have meetings like that? We need more miracles. I mean, it, it's just so unusual to have anything like that to happen in a service here, isn't it? Well, it seems to be. It seems to be that seems way. Of course. To be. Now, I know you've had them in yours, but uh, you may want to think about this. But what can we do individually? Well, we can we can preach like Jesus as He really is, there you go. not a a religious historical figure, but the living Christ who is in our midst today, saving and healing and delivering. Because when you preach Him as He really is, He shows up as He really is, yes. and He begins to manifest His glory and do what you say that His Word says He'll do. I mean, the Bible yes. says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And we preach so oftentimes uh, that, you know, Jesus is, though He's some some God far off in the distance, but he's right here, right now. In the midst, the power of the Holy Spirit is among us, and he is longing to set people free. He's longing to heal people. He's longing, but see, when we make him known as he really is, people have faith to receive him as he really is. And so then they begin to call upon him and say, Jesus, come right now and heal me. And they do so in faith. See, how shall they hear without a preacher? Without a preacher. Right. And how, and how shall they preach except they be sent? Exactly. It's through the foolishness of preaching, not foolish preaching, but the <laughs> foolishness <laughs> of preaching, preaching that yeah. God has chosen to save them that believe. Not only does he save, but he heals, he delivers, he sets free. Yes. Praise God. But somebody has to have faith in their heart to declare this living Christ, amen, this healing Christ, this delivering Christ, amen. And this is the thing about it. We must preach the message of repentance, but do people really uh, believe their need to repent uh, 
like they do when they see a manifestation of his spirit and power. My experience has been when I preach the healing Christ and the delivering Christ and he comes in the midst and he begins to set people free and they experience his power and the living reality of his person in their midst. It is so much easier to declare the kingdom of God has come near you. Now you must repent and, and, and turn your hearts to him and allow him to come in and be your savior and your Lord and your king. Because when people have such experiences with the Lord, I tell you, they're much more willing to do so than if they just hear this Christ that somewhere far off in the distance or he's an historical figure. Mm-hmm. He's alive. He's in our midst. He's moving today. He's not changed, praise God. Yeah. And and people need to know it. And I believe, praise God, when preachers will get a revelation of this and begin to preach him mm-hmm. as he really is, praise God, then that's what will make the difference. That's what will make the change. Amen. That and a spirit of conviction. Amen, brother. True, a conviction that leads to repentance. Yes, sir. Uh, I wonder sometimes the average American church, is that ever brought up? Is that ever presented? Not near enough. Sin is not dealt with near enough from the pulpits of our nation. And uh, Jesus um, preached repentance. Mm -hmm. His disciples, the apostles, when they were sent out, they preached that men should repent. And they anointed the sick with oil and they cast out demons, praise God. And until people see the urgency to repent of their sins, they'll see no, they'll, they'll see no reason uh, to have to strive against their sin. And there is a striving that takes place. I've seen people that have held on to the altar and until their knuckles turn white because they knew if they came, if they let go and came to that altar, they were going to have to let go of some sin that had them bound. But this is the wonderful truth. The call to repentance is a call to cleansing power. Amen. So when we will say, Lord, I repent. Lord, I don't have power over sin. If I did, you wouldn't have needed to die for me. But Lord, I repent of my sins. I come to you. I turn to you. And I believe that you shed your blood on a cross at Calvary to wash me clean. Now, Lord, I surrender. I lift my hands, Lord God, and I ask you to make me a new person. See, that's the power. Of the cross, praise God. That's the power that transforms lives, praise God. That, that's what we need in the church today. But people will never see their need for a Savior until the, the terrible truth about sin is preached to them. What? Sin will damn people's soul to hell. Yeah. That's why Jesus had to come and die. Amen. You had a very dramatic example of that on your, your trip. Uh, you told us about the lady that was demon-possessed. Amen. And the difference, the stark contrast of when she, after she was fully delivered and cleansed, how different she looked. Just oh, my. It physically looked Her different. physical body was yeah. totally different. Yeah. Her uh, countenance that, shone with yeah. the glory of God. Heaven came how, where there was darkness. <laughs> it just shows you how deep sin can be. Yes. 
And, and what happens when you're relieved from it? Amen. You, you really become filled in with His Spirit. Oh, yes, sir. And, and His Spirit shows forth. It's a new life. Yeah. Totally. That's what a it's new supposed life. to be. That's what happened to Paul the Apostle mm, yeah. on the road on to the Damascus. Mm -hmm. Got knocked off his you know, I, Amen. I think, <laughs> what do you think about this, Brother Isaac? I, I think that uh, nowadays that people are looking for things to fulfill them outside of Jesus. You're right. But they'll never be. No. no See, because God has put a God-shaped vacuum in everybody's heart, as D.L. Moody once so wonderfully said, and the only thing that'll fill that heart is God. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. If fame could do it, if, if fortune could do it, mm -hmm. then why would Robin Williams ever uh, commit suicide? Mm. Why would all these actors that had fame and for fortune in their life, why would some of the wealthiest people in the world commit suicide? Because they were not satisfied. They had given everything to seek after everything that this world has to offer, and they still came up lacking and short of what only Jesus Christ can give to you. 99% full isn't 100% full. Amen. <laughs> the only thing that makes it 100% full is the presence. Oh, hallelujah, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go mm. ahead, huh? mm. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> we saw so many slain under the Spirit of God, having encounters with the Lord. Praise God. One young man, I prophesied over him. He had been in church for years and had never experienced the slaying power of God. But I called him out prophesied over him and I touched him and the power of God knocked him on the floor. He said a fire came oh. into his belly while he was out under the power of God. And I prophesied over him that he was called to preach the gospel uh, and uh, told him many specific things. Well, come to find out uh, he had just had a conversation with his pastor mm. and told him that he felt the call of God to preach the gospel. So it was a confirmation, praise God, to him, to the pastor, and to others there that God was calling him into the ministry. Praise the Lord. And uh, so it was. It was just a, a great, great thing. Um, many, uh, many backsliders came back to the Lord. That's a, you know that's as important as a as a new believer. Because Jesus said, "If you're lukewarm." Oh yeah. I'll spew you out of my mouth. Right. So praise God, whether they're coming back to repent after they at one time were saved and they're being re-cleansed and refreshed and renewed, or if it's the first time they've ever come to Christ and are being born again, both of them are equally important mm -hmm. because this is the thing about it. Without holiness, no man shall see yeah. the Lord. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. And so we must be ready to meet the Lord. Hallelujah. That's serious business. It's serious business. You're talking serious business. Praise God. You know, I think we really need a, a revival. Well, I, here from, in America, from what so we've been much. hearing, from what we've been hearing from other sources, you know, now that we have the internet and Facebook and things like that, you you can hear from many different places and different sources and and the church is using this media thankfully yeah and uh we're hearing reports that uh there are outbreaks here and outbreaks there and uh evangelists and 
are moving through the country. Uh, Mario Murillo, for one. Absolutely. Uh, seems to be doing a tremendous amount of uh, work. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is the time. If you've been sitting on the yeah, sidelines waiting on God to open the doors for you, forget it. <laughs> the Lord says the door is open. The, the harvest is white. Mm -hmm. It's plenty. The problem is the laborers are few. The Lord says it's time to get off of your doves, amen, <laughs> and get out into the harvest field, pitch your tent, praise God, do whatever you can to draw a, a crowd and preach that the healer, the deliverer, the savior of the world is there, praise God, and to turn from your sins and to turn to Christ and begin to seek the Lord while he may be found, begin to call upon him while he's near because the Time is coming, brother. Yeah. After the Lord has come, praise God, it'll be too, too late. late. Yeah. The Bible talks about that there'll be two in one bed. One will be taken, the other will be left. The Bible talks about there'll be two grinding mill in the in the field. One will be taken, one will be left. I want to tell you, don't be among those that are left but be among those that are ready to meet the Son of Man when He comes because He's coming at a time when you think not. And I want to tell you, all of this stuff that is happening right now is preparing for the coming of the Lord. We're living in the very last days, but many, even in the church, mm -hmm. are not prepared to fly. It's Praise true. God. Yeah, and we true. must be ready. We must be seeking the Lord daily. Praise God. We must examine ourselves and make sure, praise God, that we're not allowing sin in any of its deceptive forms into our life, but that we're hot. We're on fire for God. We're ready. We're waiting for him, but not just waiting, but we're Doing what he called us to do, praise God, that we're, that we're occupying right. till he comes, praise God, that we're busy about our Father's business, hallelujah, yeah. because he's coming for a church who, who is doing what he told us to do. Don't bury your talents, amen. Mm -hmm. Whatever God has given you, whatever he's gifted you with, praise God, whatever ability, whatever anointing, whatever calling is in your life, it's time to put it to work for Jesus. Amen. It's time to use all of your available assets and resources and everything spiritually, naturally, physically, financially, everything that you have to advance the kingdom of God. Quit sitting there. But do something for Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I'm reminded of the, the ten virgins, you know, five wise and five foolish. Amen. And uh, don't want to be in the foolish crowd. And no. And this is the thing about it. The Bible says that the foolish virgins' lights went out. Yeah. What does that tell us? At one time they were shining. Mm -hmm. At one time, they had oil in their lamps, yeah. but they allowed whatever it was to come and, and, and empty them of the oil of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. so that their lights were no longer shining. And when Jesus came and shut the door and they came and knocked on the door saying, let us in, he said, it's too late. Too late. Go away from me. Mm -hmm. For I don't know you. Mm -hmm. See, we're going to either hear one or two things. Mm -hmm. We're going to hear the Lord say, well done, 
Thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. Or we're going to hear him say what he said. Many that are going to say, Lord, Lord, Mm -hmm. haven't we cast out devils in your name, prophesied in your name, done many wonderful works in your name? He's going to say, go away from me, for I never Never knew knew you. So he's talking about the ones that are ministers. He's talking about the bishops, the apostles, the ones with titles on the front of their name, as long as a football field. Amen. See, none of that matters the Lord. What the what matters to the Lord is your heart. Praise God that you're a sincere believer, walking in obedience to Him, walking in fellowship with Him, listening for His voice, and doing what He has called you to do. Amen. Uh, we're out of time again. I can't believe it, but we are out of time. But we're going to have uh, Isaac back on here. He's got a video of a. Uh, Work at the uh, yeah, orphanage. orphanage that the he orphanage, is working yeah. on there, and I want you to see it because he needs your help, and we need to help him. So we'll go have him back on and let everybody see that. But as now we got to go. This is Bobby and Frank and Brother Isaac saying God loves you, and, and so, so do we. Amen. This program was produced by the Overcomers Ministry, a nonprofit corporation. We have a team of loving, caring prayer warriors that will intercede over your request, pray, and email you back. Contact us at intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. This is Frank. And this is Bobby. Thank Thank you you for for listening. listening.